Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. This is the California Report. Good morning. I'm Saul Gonzalez in Los Angeles. We start with the pandemic. The state's COVID-19 test positivity rate has ticked up slightly in recent weeks, raising some concerns about the spread of the highly contagious Delta variant. And with that in mind, health officials in Los Angeles County are recommending that everyone wear a mask in public indoor spaces, regardless of whether they've been vaccinated or not. In a statement, the LA County Department of Public Health says this is not not a new mask mandate, but that people should take the necessary precautions until health officials learn more about how the Delta variant spreads and who is spreading it. Health officials do acknowledge that most indications are that fully vaccinated people are well protected from infection from the Delta strain. The variant, which was first identified in India, is now the third most common in California, making it more than 14% of the COVID-19 cases this month. Let's turn to Sacramento. Lawmakers approved a nearly $263 billion budget last night, sending it to Governor Newsom. It includes a record amount of funding for education. The spending plan expands financial aid for college students and gives every four-year-old in the state access to transitional kindergarten. KQD's Vanessa Rancaño has more. Only about a third of young Californians can get in on the early kindergarten program right now. The budget deal makes the extra year of learning universal by the 2025 school year. Patricia Lozano is the executive director of Early Edge California, a nonprofit that advocates for early learning. She applauded the plan when Governor Newsom announced it this spring. We know based on research that investing early will help kids to, you know, graduate high school, get better jobs. So it just puts you on the right track. The deal also phases in another 200,000 childcare slots for low-income families and makes free school meals available to all students. At the college level, students will see more financial aid for non-tuition costs like food and housing. And 133,000 more community college students will now be eligible for Cal Grants. Marlene Garcia, the executive director of the California Student Aid Commission, advocated for the change. This is really historic, and it really sends a message to students that you can afford to pay for college, and you can do that without taking out crippling loan debt. The details of the agreement are expected to be finalized in the coming days. For the California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño. The state budget deal would also expand public health insurance for low-income, undocumented older adults. KQD's Fadida Javala Romero reports. 
California is poised to become the first state to offer health coverage to undocumented people age 50 and older. An estimated 235,000 immigrants could gain access to Medi-Cal at a cost of $1.3 billion in state funds per year once the program is established. Lawmakers also approved a plan to expand food assistance benefits to undocumented immigrants. That's expected to cost an annual $280 million starting in 2023. It's a huge step towards uh, saying your, your life has dignity, your life matters, and your health care matters. Jeffrey Reynoso directs the Latino Coalition for a Healthy California, which pushed for expanding the health and nutrition safety nets. We can't say that undocumented immigrants are essential workers without saying that they should also have access to essential health care. California already offers full-scope Medi-Cal, covering doctor visits and prescriptions, to undocumented kids through age 25. But undocumented immigrants remain the largest group of uninsured in the state. Governor Gavin Newsom is expected to sign the budget agreement before July 1st. For the California Report, I'm Farida Javala-Romero. Lawmakers also approved a bill last night that could speed up the timeline for a recall election against Governor Gavin Newsom. It was quickly signed by the governor. The measure expedites a required review of the cost estimate for a recall election, meaning it could be fast-tracked by as much as a month. Republicans blasted the move, saying Democrats are changing the rules in the middle of a campaign, further eroding the public's trust. And in more recall news, Governor Newsom is suing his own appointed Secretary of State, asking that his party preference be listed on the recall ballot. As was first reported by Courthouse News, the governor failed to include his party preference when filing initial paperwork more than a year ago. The lawsuit claims it was a mistake, and the governor's lawyers filed a notice of his party's preference once the mistake was discovered. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. California has added five states to its do not travel list because they have laws that target LGBTQ people. KQED politics editor Scott Schaefer has more. California law bans state-funded travel to states the Attorney General finds have enacted laws targeting the civil rights of LGBT people. Attorney General Rob Bonta says that list now includes Arkansas, Florida, Montana, North Dakota, and West Virginia. Of those states, most are being added in part because they are working to prevent transgender women 
and girls from participating in school sports consistent with their gender identity. Some of the laws also limit access by trans youth to health care and limit their ability to play school sports. State Senator Scott Weiner called that outrageous. These are children who are just trying to be who they are and live their lives. And instead, we have elected officials in these various states who are demonizing and targeting these children. These additions bring to 17 the number of states to which California bans travel, with exceptions for purposes related to public health and safety, like assisting with natural disasters. For the California Report, I'm Scott Schaefer. California and Mexico have signed an agreement to ensure that a new port of entry at the U.S.-Mexico border in Otay Mesa be completed by late 2024. The project is expected to help facilitate and bolster trade by adding a third port of entry in the San Diego area. Here's Catherine Blakespear, the mayor of Encinitas and chair of the San Diego Association of Governments, speaking at a news conference yesterday. This project will transform the way people and goods move throughout our border region, now and into the future and generations to come. It will reduce peak wait times. It will be powered by the most up-to-date technology with the goal of average wait times of no more than 20 minutes. At existing ports of entry, average pre-pandemic wait times were one to two hours for commercial vehicles and 90 minutes to two hours for passenger vehicles. Let's turn to the drought. It's already having a huge effect on some communities in California's Central Valley. The rural community of Teveston, which is about 40 miles north of Bakersfield in Tulare County, has been without running water since early this month, after the city's only functioning well broke down. Frank Galavez is a board member of the Teveston Community Services District. It is frustrating and depressing to not be able to have running water to bathe the children take a shower, wash clothes, wash dishes, wash your hands, and having to flush the toilet with a bucket of water. And Galavis says water officials immediately contacted local and state agencies in an effort to supply the community of 700 residents with bottled water. Tanker trucks are also hauling water from nearby cities to fill Teveston's two water storage tanks. But the city is still waiting for the necessary parts to fix the broken down well, and it could take weeks to get it up and running. Galavis says the city has been through this before, but with forecast drought conditions this year, things have never been more dire. My wife and I are in our late 70s and have been married for 60 years. We have lived through many challenges. We both have survived cancer, but we will not be able to survive without water. Now, Teveston is in the process of building a new and modern well, but it's not expected to be completed for at least another year. Officials are hoping the State Water Resources Board can expedite funding for that project. Let's go from drought to fire. In recent days, major fires have broken out in LA, Kern, Fresno, Modoc, and Butte counties. But fire officials say this could just be the start of things to come because of dry and dangerous conditions across the state. An added worry, fires that could be sparked over the July 4th holiday because of illegal fireworks. At a gathering of federal, state, and local fire chiefs at a fire camp at the base of the San Gabriel Mountains, the officials pleaded with the public to take the threat seriously. Orange County Fire Chief Brian Fennessy spoke to the California Report. 
The conditions are far worse today than they were this time last year. Far worse. And they far were bad worse. last year. It was the worst ever. I mean, again, you, we went from the worst fire season ever at 1.9 million acres to last year at 4.3 million. So as the fire chief for a very populous county, what's your level of anxiety right now? Well, it's high. You know, and I think, you know, the misnomer is, you know, I don't live next to a big open area. I don't live next to the forest. Well, you don't have to. You could live in an area, in a very urban area, that maybe has two-acre open space, five-acre, 20 acres. You get an ignition in that open space, your life and your property's at risk. Everybody's at risk. I imagine just in your professional life and personal life, you drive past too many homes that haven't done the rudimentary things to protect themselves from fires still. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. You know, we beat the we beat the drum all year long. Defensible space, dispensable, defensible space, and unfortunately, people don't always pay attention until either something happens close to them, or sadly, when they've lost property. And so, you know, the vegetation grows back. You got it one year. You know, you need to maintain that every year. Give us an opportunity to set up where we can defend, you know, the property that you have. If you don't do that, uh, you're really taking a risk risk and uh, the likelihood of losing your property is very high. So I think largely people underestimate how fast fire is spreading and you know if there's a question if law enforcement the firefighters have not told you to evacuate but you're even a little bit concerned get out. Get out. All right Chief Brian Fennessy of the Orange County Fire Department thank you so much. Thank you sir. And that is the California Report for Tuesday, June 29th. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Saul Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from California Healthcare Foundation, ensuring the voices of Californians are heard in California's decisions about health care. On the web at chcf.org voices. Paint Care. Now with 800 drop-off sites in California where households and businesses can recycle their leftover paint. More at paintcare.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt through the Schmidt Family Foundation, working together to create a just world where all people have access to renewable energy, clean air and water, and healthy food. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member. You get special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks.